I am Dr. Barbara Kiel, and some clients of mine prefer to call me Dr. Bibi. And to be honest, I quite like it. Welcome to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast that is born out of mental health efficacy. I believe in the power of intention, and my intention for this podcast is to educate whoever wishes to listen, and to make a paradigm shift in how we perceive mental illness. I also believe mental health education is key, and that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is to invest. In your own mental health. Let's face it, we all need to learn how our minds work, and have the skills to deal with life's ups and downs. And more importantly, let us strengthen our ability to better connect with and support each other. Strong, empathetic. Nurturing and caring relationships have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. Welcome to To Be Honest. Now let us set the energy of this episode together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart. And close your eyes, unless you're driving or operating some kind of machinery. So take a deep breath in, and as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your worries go, and let your past go. Take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart, and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light. And know that you are safe. All is well, and so it is. So take another deep breath in, and exhale out loud with a sigh. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. Today we are going to explore another hot topic, and that is stress, or I can call it psychological stress. Now, this word for some people it can be a dread, and for others, unbeknownst to them, they are wearing it like a badge of honor. Either way, it is not a healthy thing to do. So whether it's a tense interaction with a boss or pressure from friends and family, to be honest, majority of us believe that we all face stressful situations from time to time. For some of us, these events happen sporadically, and for others, daily stress is a regular part of life. I am pretty sure we can all identify negative stress. However, did you know that stress can also be positive? Yes, we call it eustress. E u s t r e s s. 
it can actually be beneficial to you. Therefore, it's a kind of good stress, unlike bad stress or distress. Good stress can help with motivation, focus. Energy and performance. Now, for some people, it can also feel exciting, like a form of adrenaline rush, isn't it? Particularly when you are competing in sports. On the other hand, bad stress typically causes anxiety and fear and leads to a decrease in performance. Needless to say, it also feels very uncomfortable. And if not addressed in a timely fashion, it definitely can lead to more serious issues. To be honest, it's no secret that the long-term effects of distress can damage our health because our immune system will be low. So stress has the ability to negatively impact our lives. It can cause physical conditions such as headaches, digestive issues, and sleep disturbances. It can also cause psychological and emotional strains, including confusion, brain fog, anxiety, and depression, just to name a few. And according to the Australian Psychological Association, untreated chronic stress or stress that's constant and lasts over an extended period of time can result in high blood pressure or a weakened immune system, like I said earlier, and it can also contribute to the development of obesity and heart disease. At this time, it is important for you, my audience, to understand that there's a difference between a stressor and actual stress. Now, a stressor can be a person, place, or situation that's causing you stress, and stress is the actual response to one or a combination of those stresses. Obviously, there are a number of situations that can cause you stress. According to Dr. Gary Brown, a licensed psychotherapist, he says some of the more common stressors include relationship conflicts at home, new or increasing work responsibilities, financial strain, loss of a loved one, health problems, moving to a new location. Exposure to one or more traumatic incidents, such as a car accident or a violent crime, and divorce, so on and so forth. So these are the stressors that can give you stress. What about some of the more common physical, psychological, and emotional signs of chronic stress? That would be rapid heart rate, elevated blood pressure. A feeling overwhelmed, fatigue, difficulty sleeping, poor problem solving due to brain fog, maybe fear that the stressor won't go away, persistent thoughts about one or more stressors, changes in behavior including social withdrawal, feelings of sadness, depression, frustration, loss of emotional control, inability to rest, and self-medication. So, if you are experiencing any of the stressors that we just explored earlier, and you have signs of chronic stress, the next logical question would be how to address your stress. Now, from a psychological perspective, that is to manage our stress. However, from a spiritual perspective, one would ask, why would you want to manage stress? You wouldn't want to have stress at all, would you? 
you stress maybe, but not about distress or chronic stress. Don't worry, I'm going to explore both perspectives. First, the psychological ways to manage stress. Ways to manage stress can be: you keep a journal, you set aside time to reflect on your day, write down any thoughts or feelings you are having. Now, this can be a useful tool to help you better understand your stressors and how you react to stress. Of course, another way is to eat a well-balanced and nutritious diet. If you're someone that skips meals, then don't, because it can lower your blood sugar, which can depress your mood. And in some cases, this can also trigger intense feelings of anger and frustration. Also, be aware of your consumption of alcohol, because alcohol is a depressant. Another way to manage your stress is to exercise. Exercise is really good, regardless of whether you have stress or not. Maybe go dancing if you like dancing. And when we exercise, our body releases endorphins, and these feel-good hormones can also ease symptoms of depression and anxiety. Needless to say, get plenty of rest. Get at least seven to eight hours each night. And if you have insomnia, aim to get as much sleep as you can. Then build in periods of rest during the day, if all possible. If not, then seek professional help. Last and definitely not least is meditation or any kind of mindful exercise. This can include consciously taking slow, deep breaths. The name of this podcast is to be honest, and I would like you to be just that—to be totally honest with yourself. So, if you take a look at all the stresses that I just explored with you. Let's say some of the acute stress, meaning it's caused by a short-term stressor, and it goes away quickly. I dare say everybody experiences this type of stress at some point in our lives, and it is caused by a variety of situations, such as taking an exam if you are a student, a job interview, maybe you really needed the job. Accelerating short events like skiing down a mountain, competing in a sport, brief surprising events like hitting the brakes to avoid a car accident, or even having an argument with a loved one. In the past eleven minutes or so, we have established that these stresses cause us stress. And if we are courageous enough to look deeper, if we peel off the layers of an onion, we call stress. What it boils down to, if we are being totally honest with ourselves, it's really about the feeling of fear, isn't it? Fear that we may not pass the exam. Feeling fearful that we may not get the job that we really wanted, we might fall and hurt ourselves while skiing down the mountain. People may not love me anymore when we are arguing with them, or we are fearful that there is no end to that argument, or whatever thoughts our brain has created and make it mean about those stressors and events and situations. 
What about our chronic stress that lasts longer period of time for weeks or months? We may become used to it and not recognize it as stress or believe it is a problem. For example, chronic stress like financial problems, unhappiness in a relationship or marriage, difficulty at work or school. We have a school bully, and I'm scared to go to school, and I don't know what to do. Or having a chronic illness, what is the solution for that? Or it may be problems at home or in your personal life, so on and so forth. And behind all that, it's all about the feeling of fear. Now I'm going to introduce you to a different perspective regarding this topic: pressure, stress that causes feelings of fear. And one of my teachers, Sakuru, and I paraphrase. He says that whenever we feel fearful or fear, is that we are not living our life. We are living in our mind. Our fear is always about what is going to happen next, isn't it? Think about that. That means our fear is always about that which does not exist. Well, at least not yet, right? Even if we are finding a solution for our chronic illness or our money problems, but for now we are still safe, and yet we feel fearful about the future. And he continues to say. If our fear is about the non-existent, our fear is absolutely hundred percent imaginary. And to be honest, I can't say I disagree. He also says people often suffer from what happened yesterday or what may happen tomorrow because we are not rooted in reality. We are always rooted in our mind. We need to learn that our mind, one part is about memory and other part is about imagination. Both of them, in one way, is imagination because both of them don't exist right now. Actually, we are lost in our own imagination, and that's the basis of our fear. So, according to Sakuru, if we are rooted in our reality and rooted in the now, there will be no fear. Maybe at this time, some of you are thinking that this is a radical perspective or concept. But is it really? I urge you to open your mind and think again. When you are creating pressure equals to stress, on one level, what it means is our higher intelligence has turned against us, not working for us. It's working against us. So nobody has to cause misery、uh, to us. We are self-help. So let me clarify further. What he is saying is that only when we are happy and calm and rooted in the reality, the now, only then our body and mind will function at its best. And in functioning their best, depending on our individual competence and the situations around us and how they play out. So our success is not just about our competence, of course. It's also external situation. How all these things come together that will lead to certain level of success and certain results that we want in our life. He also says the only problem in our life is it's not happening the way we think it should happen. There is not much acceptance. Look at the way we are thinking. In a way, it's what I have been saying all along. Thoughts cause feelings. Feelings cause actions. 
and actions cause results. Change your thoughts, change your attitudes, and change your life. His lesson is: life is what you make out of it. So ask yourself: Have you created the necessary mechanism? Have you created the necessary system, the operating system, for you to live your life? Have you created the necessary ingredients in you to truly enjoy life and live up to your fullest potential without self-inflicted sufferings? The way you are is the very first step. Your state of mind is it in the right order? And then what you do is the next step, and not the other way around. And it will never work. The key is to make yourself fit for life, and not to make life fit for you. So until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to be honest. Bye for now. You can find this podcast, to be honest, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website, www.drbarbarakiao.com. D R B A R B A R A K I A O dot com.